Hey folks, it is Matt, and welcome to today's episode. Uh, today I want to talk to you about seven rebuttals to going to industry. That is, seven reasons why uh, myself or other grad students think that industry might not be the right choice for them after grad school. And I want to talk about my answers to those that I've developed over time uh, through my own process of going to industry, as well as talking with grad students about why they might not want to go. So it has been a couple weeks since I recorded a custom intro for the podcast or the YouTube video if you're watching on YouTube, and uh, I'm glad to be back. And I hope that you've enjoyed the episodes over the past month. We had uh, the last episode was with Clara Sandoval. She's a data analyst, former grad student, and an adjunct professor. Then we had one with Angelina Canada, a first-gen STEM grad student and content creator. She's got some great reels. She had a reel that just hit a million views. Check her out on Instagram. Then we had an episode with Dr. Kelly Voss, an octopus expert and current community college professor. Very interesting to hear about the life of a community college professor. And then four weeks ago, we had Dr. Elizabeth Dellery, or PH Dellery, as you may know her from her Instagram account. And she talked about having ADHD while being a professor and working as a professor at an osteopathic school. So <clears throat> these were fantastic episodes to record. I love these conversations. If you didn't uh, get a listen to all of these, go back, give a listen, and um, let those folks know that you appreciated them coming on the show. So before we get to these seven rebuttals about going to industry, there's a couple important updates that I want to hit. First and foremost, you've probably recognized that there is a name change for this show, or if you're on YouTube, for this channel. And the new name moving forward is PhD Going Industry. All the content I make about life after grad school and being a PhD holder in industry is going to be under that name moving forward. So Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, the LinkedIn page, uh, the YouTube channel, the podcast. I'm changing all of the names from the old name Grad School Sucks to the new name PhD Going Industry. And just to give you a little backstory, if you haven't been with me for very long, I started the brand, I guess you could call it Grad School Sucks, several years ago. I believe at the end of 2018 when I decided that I was going to leave academia. For my research scientist position. And so I basically just made a meme account on Instagram and I was posting memes and it grew a following over time and kind of based on my interaction with that following, I began doing more things. I started a blog where I started talking about uh, different issues related to grad students and then I started this podcast and over the years I've actually felt more and more disconnected from the kind of content I was creating. The content I was creating was focused on the difficulties of grad school, hence the name Grad School Sucks, as well as the difficulties of academia, which I was reflecting on as I was exiting my position as a research scientist. However, I'm not a grad student anymore. It's actually been many years since I've been a grad student, and the further that I get away with 
the further that I get away from my time in grad school, the more, I guess, inauthentic it feels to keep making content about those topics. And I want to keep making content, but it has to be content that is focused on something that feels authentic to me and, of course, as an audience. Um, but yeah, not a grad student anymore, and it's been two or three years since I've been in academia. So my life over the past year has been about industry, applying to industry jobs, finding out what kind of jobs are relevant for grad students in industry, and then sharing that knowledge first on the Instagram account and then podcast in other places. So moving forward, I'm going to keep making content under this new name, PhD Going Industry, and I'm going to share different insights and conversations about the process of taking your graduate degree to industry and getting a job there. So I look forward to connecting with others who are wanting to go down that path as well as those who've gone down that path already. So PhD going industry is the new name moving forward. I will have some non-industry guests from time to time on the podcast, but the majority of my time uh, on this channel or on this uh, podcast is going to be about uh, going industry. So enough of that. The second thing I want to say is that I'm going to try to change up the format of the episodes moving forward. Heard from a lot of folks that shorter episodes are better, and I totally get that. So slowly I've been trying to integrate uh, episode, or interviews rather that are closer to 30 minutes instead of an hour, which was kind of the old uh, timeline that I was shooting for when I would do an interview. So now, moving forward, the episodes should be closer to 30 minutes. Some may be around 45 minutes, depending on how the conversation goes. But I'm trying to make these episodes shorter and uh, more easily digestible and uh, just dense and packed with value. I'm also just going to start alternating between doing these interview-style episodes and solo episodes. Interview style episodes tend to take up quite a bit more time in terms of finding someone who wants to be interviewed, setting up the interview, finding a time to meet, meeting with them, actually doing the interview, and then making sure that I do a lot of good editing on the back end so that it sounds great. Uh, the solo episodes are a little bit easier for me to pump out, and frankly, I like being able to talk a little bit more directly about specific topics, um, about going industry. So I will be alternating back and forth, maybe not perfectly one-to-one -one every time, but going back and forth between solo episodes and interviews. And if I do this, I should be able to do more of those custom intros and outros for guests. And frankly, I like to be able to do that, to dive in a little bit deeper as to what the guests talk about and give you um, a more... Uh, nuanced pitch at the beginning of the episode or the video so that you can know what you're getting into uh, for that episode. So if you like what you're hearing, if you want to chat with me, please consider sending me a DM on Instagram at PhD going industry, or you can send me an email and my email is matt at PhD going industry.com. Again, M-A-T-T at phdgoingindustry.com. Lastly, before we jump into today's content, I have a new tip sheet 
that I want to provide you all. For anyone who is considering going industry, I think that there are six main steps that you need to take in order to set yourself up for a great industry career. And these six steps, I think you can do in about six weeks. Some may take a little more, some may take a little less, but I think six weeks is a good amount of time to aim for for doing these six things. And so the six things that each take a week that I think you need to do to go industry is number one, identify possible career paths. And you do that by doing informational interviews, which you can do in week two, build your network. So meet with former graduate students who've gone into industry using LinkedIn. Then after you've done your informational interviews, it's time to select a career path in week three. Week four, you create a resume that is templated after the resumes that you get from the guests you do informational interviews with. And then week five is where you bridge gaps in your experience, often by doing a little bit of upskilling. Maybe you learn a new coding language that you are less familiar with, or you create a portfolio project that demonstrates that you can do the skills that you have on your resume. Lastly, in week six, it is time to apply and not just apply to jobs, but also to continue networking. So if those six steps sound like the journey you want to go down, I recommend you check out my six week checklist, download it today. The website you can get it at is phdgoingindustry.com slash six week checklist, phdgoingindustry.com slash six week checklist. So we get that emailed right to you. So without further ado, let's get to the seven common rebuttals to going industry. And these are rebuttals that I tend to hear from grad students uh, or simply rebuttals that I've had myself. And rebuttal number one, when I tell people that going industry is a great option, uh, the rebuttal is that academic careers are safer, they're more stable, and that you are less likely to be laid off. And generally speaking, yes, jobs that are more aligned with working for the government do tend to be more stable than jobs that are aligned with working for a for-profit business. However, I think there's an important distinction to be made here between job stability and career stability. Job stability is your ability to retain your job without getting fired or let go. Career stability is the ability to maintain your career trajectory despite job instability. And I think for academic careers, yes, you do have better job stability. If you get an academic position, it's often unlikely that you will get let go. However, there are always changing landscapes. One thing that we've seen often is universities are cutting costs, and part of cutting costs is closing departments and eliminating programs. Guess who gets affected by that? The professors that work in those departments as well as the staff and those professors in particular are going to be in a very unfortunate situation as their jobs are coming to an end and now it's time for them to find their next job and they may have been in that job for a decade or two at that point and it it can be a lot more difficult to find the next job in an academic career when there are few 
academic jobs that are available every year. Those jobs only become available pretty much once a year in the fall and winter during job season. And it's much easier in industry, let's say if you get laid off, to find the next job because there's just so many jobs out there and you're in a much larger pool. So yes, academic jobs may be safer, but industry careers are safer. Number two is that academia is the cutting edge of science. And I think while this may be true in some areas, academia can often lag behind industry in some fast-moving scientific fields like biotech, data science, and artificial intelligence. Academia tends to focus on the theoretical and industry tends to focus on the practical, meaning that although, let's say, academia is the tortoise and industry is the hare in this example, the tortoise does overtake the hare at some point um, to become seen as kind of the uh, authority in a given area. However, that can take a long time. It could be decades. And so if you're in a more fast-moving scientific field, I think industry will be the hare that is beating the tortoise of academia for decades. Rebuttal number three is that in going into industry, I am selling my soul. I totally understand this rebuttal, and uh, frankly, I felt this way when I was considering going into the industry job market. And I think what I've come to believe is that all organizations can be good or bad. And it's much less about the type of organization that you are involved in and more about the people that are there, in particular, the leadership. Also, businesses can be actually quite transparent about their aims. And in today's world, there's such a diverse array of businesses with various values that I think it is quite possible today to find a business to work for that has the same values you do. And frankly, there's always going to be compromise. Even when you stay in academia, there may be aspects of, quote, selling your soul that you feel or experience. Rebuttal number four to going industry is, I hear this a lot, there are no career options for me with my degree in XYZ. And I totally empathize with this. Some uh, degree holders are going to have it harder than others. From what I've found, from what I've heard, STEM folks will often have the easiest time transitioning their career to industry. There's just a much more clear path laid there, and it's expected by recruiters and hiring managers that folks will be leaving grad school or ending grad school and going into industry. Those in the humanities will often have the toughest time in a transition to industry, and those in the social sciences, which is where I come from, I'd say we experience something in between. Uh, it's, it's not uncommon for graduate students in the social sciences to go into industry. At the same time, the kind of jobs that we're applying for don't necessarily always require a graduate degree in the same uh, way that jobs in STEM might. So I would say that we're, it's somewhere in between in terms of how difficult we have it. But I want to point back to some data that um, you, I hope you've seen before, and if you haven't, most grad students go industry, regardless of their field. 60% or more of grad students make a decision eventually to move their career to industry. 
Very few actually stay in academia. And you may need to bend your expectations of your career to fit the options that are in industry. That is certainly possible. But if you know how to analyze data, uh, then you can definitely have a career in industry. I know not everyone works with data, but I think most people listening to the podcast probably do. So rebuttal number five, uh, industry is not perfect. I know someone who went industry and they had a bad experience. And of course, no career is perfect. Even in academia, people have bad experiences that sometimes go viral on Twitter. Um, And frankly, in industry, the first job that you get is unlikely to be the best job. I think I lucked out in getting the job I did, but it just makes sense that you have to start somewhere and then once you're there, you can work towards something better. Frankly, in industry, the hardest job to get is the first job. As soon as you get the first job, it becomes exponentially easier to get the second or the third or so on job in industry, especially compared to academia, where so few jobs are announced every year. Think about if you found yourself in an academic position that you hated, you may have to wait a full calendar year before you could start a different job. Compare that to industry, where I know people who've started a job, left within the first week or two, and a couple weeks later, we're starting a different job. Rebuttal number six. And this rebuttal and the last rebuttal are a little bit unique in that I kind of agree with the rebuttal. And so rebuttal number six is that academic independence is great. I generally agree. I loved the independence I felt as a grad student and then as a research scientist. I do think it's possible to replicate that feeling of independence in industry, either through entrepreneurship, contract work, or consulting. However, it's difficult to foster. And then rebuttal number seven, the academic community is priceless. Why would I leave it? Frankly, I definitely agree. I loved the academic community that I found myself a part of in grad school and in my position as a research scientist, and it's the one thing that I missed most now that I'm in my career in industry. However, I do think it's possible to find or create a great community in industry. Some businesses have great cultures that you can become a part of, and you can also build an industry community of your own, often on LinkedIn. However, it's not going to be as naturally organizing as the community in academia. So those were the seven rebuttals to going industry. These are things, again, that I commonly hear from graduate students whenever I make content about going industry or the pros of going industry. Um, You know, five of them, I think you can just throw them away. I I I don't think they're necessarily really great rebuttals. I think industry wins hands down the majority of the time for five, the first five of those rebuttals. The last two about academic independence in the academic community, I totally understand. And if you want to fight and grind to be the one in 20 grad students who are able to get that tenure track job and you want that independence and you want that community, I totally understand that decision. However, if you are the 19 out of 20 grad students who do not want to uh, fight for that tenure track job and you want to take your career somewhere that has greater job satisfaction, greater work-life balance, and higher pay, 
I cannot recommend taking your career to industry enough. You can start your process of going to industry today by downloading my six-week checklist, and it'll walk you through each of the six steps that you need to take to be prepped to submit great applications to industry jobs. Again, you can download that at phdgoingindustry.com slash six-week checklist. That's phdgoingindustry.com slash six-week checklist. And I'll have a link to that in the description of this video or this podcast episode. So that is all for today. Thank you for listening, and I look forward to talking with you all next time. And next week, we will have an interview. I'll see you all then. Have a great day.